Yeah, yeah, willing and able. DJ Code Red Sabre. We're gonna get this started. Yeah. This is how we starting it. Let's get started. 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 Who's gonna start this? We're gonna start this. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fitkovsky, Sarah Pazell, and Alan Girl. Okay, we have the technology. Episode nine, we talk a lot about the changing world of work, the rapidly changing world of work with technology, extended reality robotics, cobots, robots working in tandem with humans. And I love that because, again, they recognise human tasks. I think it's a really exciting time. Right now, we're going through a phase of change where artificial intelligence is becoming more readily available on the internet and we have to embrace it and learn how to work with it. I'm finding it exciting and really enjoying it. I've got a client who uh, is a work health safety manager, senior manager, pretty seasoned, uh, older in life, closer to retirement age. And he's he loves the idea of, you know, maybe taking it easier. But at the same time, he's so excited by all of the potential opportunities in the design of work that he's a little disappointed he's not 20 years younger to see more of this implemented. And I love that enthusiasm. He's just thinking there's so much that can be done right now. So I've been one of the one of the I don't want to name products, but one of the big new products that's out it's great fun to play with, and I can see immediately how valuable it Artificial is. Artificial intelligence, let me guess, some mm. measure of, oh, that's right. This, this is interesting because you get academics complaining. You're, yeah. you, you have to watch students oh. using too, relying on too much artificial intelligence to write their reports, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I was thinking of, of 3D printing. I could print a version of myself. I could take it to work so I don't have to work. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what a Why solution. Work? The name of the podcast, <laughs> Sorry, I've read too much Asimov. I'm, I'm moving beyond this. Right, too much of Westworld in my in my veins, but Princess what, Leah, she just got the Avatar, uh, right? Yeah. So for me, yeah, that's why it's exciting. But getting back to your, just before you go on to the next point, your friend who regrets working twenty years. I don't know the way the current government's going. He may have to keep working for oh, another twenty right. years. Oh, that's right. Retirement age just mm. keeps changing, but you know as he's long as enthusiastic. <laughs> well, when we talk about that life cycle of work and you get to that retirement age, I think we have to be a lot more creative about this end point being more of transitional flow mm. versus a single stop, start, end, work Indeed. full time, not work. There's so much uh, intellect, data mining that we can undertake by relying on the skill set of workers who might want to transition out of this level of intensity and volume of work. Mm. but they could be mentors to us. So I always encourage workplaces to think about how will you use the seasoned, experienced, knowledgeable workers as mentors and help them transition and still have a role in the business and at the same Mm. time, how will you create almost a shadow board of young, emerging professionals that can give you brand new ideas and teach you how to create avatars and use AI and, you know, all of that? You need the double whammy of intergenerational learning. Do you know, I agree with you, but I'd put it in another way. It's you're not transitioning out of the intensity of work. What you're doing is you're transferring your energy out of work into other things. So you still have the same energy that you have, 
um, before you transition. It's just you're moving that energy into non-work things. Getting close to retirement considerations, Alan. <laughs> so <laughs> but, but, we need to but, start early. But instead of thinking that people no longer have a role in the workplace, that's what I mean. I meant yeah. intensity in terms of their work obligations, that they may choose to just do part-time or be a consultant advisor or get them trained to sit on boards or whatever it is that we can still well, learn the thing, from the their thing that strikes me is that, uh, you know, if someone retires at um, 70, yeah. which which is a lot older than what maybe our parents would have been contemplating, um, they might live for another 20, 30 years. So, There's so much know, resource and, there, rich and a, resource. And a 70-year-old these days can be quite energetic. Yeah, so you talk Absolutely. about the life... I'm banking on on 85 being the new 50, mate. <laughs> well, we talk about the life, uh, life cycle of work, the life cycle of the worker. Absolutely. And this is mm. an extension of that. And uh, it appears that's where, I mean, politically, that's where it's going. So certainly from that, um, you know, uh, from that sort of sociological perspective, mm. if the, the new, as you say, the new 85, you know, is the, you know, mm. is the new 50, the 85 is the new it. 50. Yeah. And might yeah. relate to work. So there you go. That's it's exciting times. Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able. Satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the best precise and rehearse. Episode 10, we spoke about good work design and how that's distinct or different from maybe conventional approaches to looking at whether it's safety management, you know, whether it's looking at organizational strategy, workforce strategy, what's unique about it. And I was championing the case of having a work design strategist at an executive level, a C-suite level. Could you imagine one at your workplace, Alan? Oh, I'd be fantastic if it was. Among lawyers, how would that be received? Seriously? Uh, it, it wouldn't fit in with traditional thinking, so I think it would be hard to get it in place. Definitely difficult. Um, but it would be great if that happened. I think one of the problems is you need an outsider to come in with new ideas. And that's it, right? You need sometimes what I call a happy conflict. So, in again, I'm going to give you a yoga analogy. In yoga, we often talk about uh, whether it's the idea of your breath or muscular engagement, that there's happy conflict, there's co-contraction, that when you breathe, you inhale. I'll have you guys do it right now, right? Our listeners can do it too. When you inhale, you feel the breath traveling up through the nostrils and then down to the low of the belly. But what happens in exchange is that the muscles go in the mm. opposite direction. When you exhale, breath comes from the belly, travels upward, and the muscles seem to move down. So there's bi-directional activity, happy conflict for life force to occur, right? Co-contract around muscles, reciprocal innervation, you need to contract one area of the body to relax the other area, right? So it's happy conflict. So if you can have some divergent ideas, some differences in thought that still has a level of safety, a climate where this conflict can occur and people accept that and don't take it personal, right? You can actually just have an exchange of ideas and debate ideas rather than tear someone down. Mm. That's, the, that's the scenario I'm giving, that, that, that's used in a helpful, constructive way to debate ideas. A bit like how we do in this room most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> or you guys give in and say, 
Give in to the designer. No, no, no. Like, you know, you, I, I want some of this debate. I want to be challenged, you know. I've had to learn, you know, I'm not always right. Dun, dun. You heard it once, you'll only hear it once. No, I'm kidding. But let's just, let's, seriously, you know, same thing must happen where you've got to debate case law. So much is not just black and white. It really depends on the social milieu, what's happening, the zeitgeist, the spirit of the times as to how a case might be interpreted in the social world, right? Yep. Mm. It just dawned on me just how onomatopoeic you are. Oh, I love that. My son just, taught me that yeah, word. Dun, uh, <laughs> and you gave the uh, opening of the door and the bus. <laughs> yeah, do that again. <laughs> Very onomatopoeic. <laughs> my, son, my son learns this word in, like, primary school. I'm like, what? Onomatopoeia. Uh, or for maybe in my first year of high school. I loved it. You're seven. <laughs> Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Yeah, and you're very onomatopoeic. I also speak with my hands a lot. Have you noticed that? The what? Italian in me? Oh, no. I, I do this a lot. And now, you know what? Here's my other thing I do. I sign language, American sign language, when I'm thinking out loud. So I do this when I'm solving problems. I'm very and Which kinetic. finger is that? Oh, right. Hey? Which finger was that? Which? <laughs> Are you saying I just gave you the finger? <laughs> No, it's the right side of the brain or the left side of the brain. You know, that's like, you know. I didn't say anything. I just said well, which figures that you gave me the answer. Yeah, yeah. So the, 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 the right hand is used, so the left brain, right? This okay, little logic, yep. and I'm solving problems. Yep. So you'll see me sometimes, and my son's like, oh, there she goes again. And literally, I might be spelling trage, thinking about it. Inside? I but can what? say, happy birthday. So what, what about the left to hand? To you. Well, it's involved in when there's bilateral. Uh, actions like there's a lot of words that you use two hands for. That's just okay, happy birthday yeah, to yeah, you, yeah. dear Alan. Okay, okay. Yeah. where did yeah. that come Trash. from? Your interest in when I was some... eight years old, yeah. I was certain that I was going to be a sign language interpreter. Wow. The okay. other thing I wanted to be was a ventriloquist. The third thing I just remembered was a magic show practitioner on the stage of Las Vegas. Wow. So I had a few career options early in my life. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. I'm ventriloquy. I uh, might have been ventriloquist to just sign language with the other hand, maybe, right? I don't know. And magic shows. There was a, a full package could have been created. <laughs> so I noticed that you're mostly using your right hand there. That's right. That's what okay. I'm saying. For right hand, because, for American sign. Because you're sign. mostly logical? Well, there you go. If you want to say that, no, that's the conventions. There are conventions in sign language. Sarah the Conjurer. The con- <laughs> <laughs> oh, the C word. And you want to, and you're a composer, music composer, before you this started to get like, into law. This is all C. Did you? All right. Now, you've always your your social your social profile. Would you say your True. avatar is a lawyer? Did you have anything else in mind before going into law school, Alan? Yes, I did. What was? So I was it looking was, at agriculture. Oh, Chicken farming. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes I've had I've tried to say, you know, people ask me, Are you an ergonomist? And they I, you know, they ask, What's an ergonomist? They go and they think it's agronomist. And I'm like, Well, it feels like I push shit uphill sometimes, right? But no, <laughs> it's not. So you actually wanted to work and you There's you live more on a farm, to farming right? than shit. Yeah. <laughs> or shoveling it. Uh, so and you live on a farm-ish right now and have a tractor, right? Acreage, yes. Acreage. I've had yeah. chicken eggs from your yes, hens. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, this is a, uh, you know, obviously, is, was this a childhood thing to be an agriculturalist? It was. It was. It runs in the family. Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but, but, okay, so work design talks about mm. the, the serious conventions, using that terminology, or the 
design discipline, discipline of design in the workplace, because too often decisions are made at work. And I don't think that enough has been done through that flow of discovery, consultation, engagement, getting people who know the job to be involved and then facilitating it with a design partner who understands human performance well. And uh, the curation of design partners, the cultivation of these partners, the curation of a design thinking and practice in a business and the cultivation of design partners in a really structured way. Who do you know already on hand and do you already have a supplier agreement with an architect several interior designers instructional designers web designers you know graphic designers go through the list engineering designers industrial designers da, da, da. do you already have that and you have relationships that are ready to deploy so that you keep good design practices happening throughout the organization and that's the detailed stuff but if you pull back and look at the big issue the stuff yeah. yeah it's um what's the purpose of this business what are you trying to achieve always and start with how the do you want to purpose. achieve it and that, that's right. And then how are you going to design for human performance? Because they are human tasks around executing that business objective. Yep. Bingo. And that's purpose. Twelve, we looked at workers and workers' perceptions and we looked at friendship and whether or not you need to be friends with somebody at work. Yeah, Alan, you were saying that you can have a project and work with someone, but not necessarily have to like everybody on that team. Yeah, that's something that I learned from a, a, another speaker, and uh, we talked about that in season one. And um, you you have to have respect for your co-workers, and you have to treat your co-workers with respect, but you don't have to be their friend. If you're treating them with respect, that should be enough. Mm. Just to get the work job done. To get the work job done. And um, respect means that you are polite and that um, you don't cause offence, but that you, you might not want to go and party with them after work. No. You might yeah, not yeah, want yeah. to go for a drink. You might not want to go around to their house Christian, and their child. meet their family. Yeah. No, you right. might not want any of that. Yeah, but yeah. you might. You or might. you might. You might well, develop friendships his thing, if the I, tribal culture permits that. <laughs> that's right. And I might, yeah, I agree with you, but I may not necessarily um, uh, want to go and visit and go for drinks afterwards. But between that bone dry, look, I just have to respect you and let's get on with this job, and the soaping wet, I want to be your best mate <laughs> and we're going to be completely best buddies. Spa, spa date I party. Need... Did you say soaking wet? Yes, so spa, from bone spa dry. Spa party, bone dry. Bone dry to yeah. soaking wet over the top, right? Somewhere in the middle you'll find me. I do need to like you and there's got to be a friendship thing going on. But can Otherwise you still, we can, wouldn't be doing this. Can you still actually debate an issue not agree on an issue and and be friends with someone because Absolutely. I was talking about that. So I can too, right? Absolutely. But not have, everyone can though. No, but I have to and have a culturally it's yeah, different. For, for me, I've got to have that likability. I've just got to I've got to know who that human is. So the point. Yeah. I mean, I don't need your personal stuff, but you I know, just need to know a bit more about that human. Generation is interesting. When you and I first started, I met you through uh, yeah, university teaching, and I had a a presentation to deliver at AIHS, the Australian Institute of Health yeah. and Safety, their national conference in New South Wales. 
and I saw this shadow in the room in the back, and you yeah. had until so you found out later that it was Trej, and I, I actually the shadow, the I was, shadow. I was wondering with intent. No, I wasn't. But, I was. I was a delegate. But I, I appreciated that Trej made the effort to come see me speak. And just to learn a little bit more about what my area of work yeah, is. Yeah, learn about cabins still. Mm-hmm. I remember your uh, oh, presentation vehicle. very well. Absolutely. Ca- oh, I see so here's the thing I've known Sarah for years, but I'd only met Sarah in person for the first time last year. Now, here's the thing. Because we worked remote for so long. And so for me, there had to be a vibe, and I, I can only put that down to that likability or that friendship dimension. If it, was, if it was just <laughs> clinical respect, I, I'm not sure that, you know, it, 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 in other words, my point is it felt like a friendship that I've known her for years. To get that sort of... Um, it was the European. Of, uh, I've got yeah, Italian is. and Polish in me so here. So. You use one, I use two hands. It's it's a, it's a Balkan thing. The thing is, Slavs with two the hands. The emotional, yeah, I can go but, there. Um, right. Yeah, but for me, I think that had to have been more than just, oh, here is a co-worker who's an expert in this field who's delivering mm-hmm. these lectures. There had to have been more for me than to have perceived that we were, um, that we'd known each other in person for a while as friends, but not really. Yeah. We hadn't met. The, the purpose of the concept is not to say that don't be friends with other no. people at work. The but get on with things, right? Yeah. 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 So that if you find yourself in a work environment where you don't like the other people, yeah. that's okay. Just treat them with respect. I think Fair that's enough. Basic Absolutely. Modicum. You've got to start with that, yeah. But mm. my point is it's complex because, again, you know, not one size fits all and for me I need to work in a dynamic. I need to know that the energy is there. And um, I don't overstate it. Like I said, I, I don't go, right, what's happening afterwards? Let's go for drinks. Not unless it naturally happens, but yeah. I do not. For me, the work is work, but within that work is work construct. It's got to be a little bit more than nod, hello, hello, yeah. close and, you the know, door. I've got, I, I need more than that, but that's just me. You know, it's funny. I've, I've, one of my clients uh, speaks about this idea of trying to make sure people learn about work outside of their own department Mm. and how funny they find some of their they have this beautiful beautifully designed workspace that has some agile activity-based work but also has a lot of open plan areas and he tells me that people come to their little open plan oftentimes choose the same desk anyway that they always go to and because of the dissolution of of physical barriers Mm. and separation they create more mental Mm. barriers Mm, and they don't step away they don't get up to go talk to anyone else which was the antithesis is the antithesis of what the design intention was for this open space right and then he's really concerned that there's not more interaction and Mm. he makes a point to to join his team members up to go have regular meetings with other departments just to learn about their world of work. And yeah. there, there's sometimes there are actual apps now uh, that companies can buy into that will help do, uh, like, um, I'm going to use the term di- dating app, but it's more a term like meet somebody from outside your traditional workplace. Oh, well, it's yeah. contextualized for the workplace. I'm going to meet someone from this department, this department, at any level, and you go have virtual coffee dates and you just meet up and learn about their their way of thinking just to keep just to mix it up keep innovation happening you know um keep the tribal culture 
broad, respectful, and understand what their position is because that often yep. just doesn't have too much siloed work. Especially the larger from, the yep. organization, the more the silos sometimes. Mm. Compartmentalization. C. Um, yep, and silos. <laughs> S. Well, same no, thing. No, compartmentalization. S. We'll go back to C, that. C. Comp- yeah, silo. C. S. You know, we're still in the same. Culture. There we go. The typical <laughs> C for tribal That's culture. Right. Capital yeah, C. Silo. Is awesome. That, that's sort of a C, isn't it? Even though it's an S silo. You know. Anyway, who's cool. gonna start this? We're gonna start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able, satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the verse precise. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah, and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe. And we'd be more than happy to provide you with information and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time. Give the fans something they can take home and feel. Let's get started, 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 let's get started. Who's gonna stop this? We're gonna stop this. Break off style like it's edible, never uncredible.